This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by the MLB.com shop. Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com athletics reporter Jane Lee. And Jane, a couple of weeks into games as far as spring training goes and some negative notes actually on today. It's Thursday. Uh, Jared Parker had thrown a bullpen session on Sunday, of course, trying to battle his way back from from the injuries, the second Tommy John surgery, surgery in 2014, and then the broken bone a year ago. And then he suffers a setback today. Can you kind of update us as to what happened with him today? Yeah, I mean, things had, I mean, overall for the A's, things had been going well up until this point. Um, it was kind of a boring camp, which from a team standpoint, you know, you like. Um, and Parker went out um, to the backfield here today to face hitters for the first time this spring. Um he was supposed to, you know, throw to several hitters, um, and on his 12th pitch, um, was was in clear pain. Um, you know, yelled when he threw the pitch, um, came off the field in pain, and I think everyone was just kind of shocked and stunned because everything had gone so well for him up until this point. Everyone was encouraged, you know, cautiously optimistic that, you know, he was finally on the comeback trail um, after enduring just so much. Um, and the, he still hasn't gotten an MRI, so um, there's hope that it's not um, a serious thing. The A's are calling it a lateral elbow impingement. Um, and, and the good news is that the, the area that he's experiencing is this discomfort, and it's the opposite um, side of the, the elbow where he's had um, you know, his, his elbow surgically repaired three times. So that is the good news. They don't think it's related to the surgeries. Um, it, it may just be a matter of fatigue. Um, his arm not really caught up yet um, with um, with the number of pitches he's throwing um, and the effort level at which he's putting it in. Um, you know, because when you're you're doing this rehab, um, you're going through all these steps. You really have to to push yourself to give it your all. You can't hold back because you'll just never know. You know, if if you are working your way back um, properly. So, you know, Parker was out there you know, with a clear mind, giving it his all. And um, this just kind of, this particular pain, um, it just kind of shocks you. And I think for, for Jerry, he's obviously very familiar with um, so many different types of discomforts and, and whatnot with his elbow that he recognized it right away and it was a complete shock to him. Um, but I guess it's something that, you know, even healthy pitchers sometimes pitch with and it's just treated. Um, but for Parker, obviously, this type of situation is not what you want to, here with him um so we don't want to speculate too much right now just because there hasn't been an MRI and until that's taken care of um they won't know the severity of it and, and what's the next steps to take but they do know that until he can extend that arm again um with, with you know full full range of motion um they can't get him back on a throwing program so it's unfortunate because he was expected to get into a game this spring um we haven't seen Jerry Parker in a game in a long time um 
And I think it's pretty clear that that won't happen. But, um, you know, you kind of just remain hopeful that he, he is still able to pitch again, which the trainers say he will. Um, but, you know, at which level, at which role, it just it's too early to say. It, it's really it's so tough. It's been so much for him and so many things. The fact that he's had two Tommy John surgeries alone and then the injury on top of that and just bad more bad news here today. Uh, more bad news on the Hill for the for the ace today. Rich Hill was such a feel-good story a year ago at the Boston Red Sox late in the season. He, he came up to the major leagues and was lights out for, for a good run in September for the Red Sox. But so far for Oakland in spring training, uh, he struggled for the second straight outing today. What seems to be the issue with Hill so far on the mound? Rich is saying it's, it's just a command issue. Um, he was throwing mostly Fastballs today gave up seven runs and, and fewer than three innings. Um, and obviously not results numbers that anyone wants to see, including Rich. Um, but he also said he he's not one to usually have good spring trainings. Um, but I know that for someone like him who, you know, is in a new organization, he knows his history. He knows, you know, all the, the doubters out there, um, you know, are wondering how he's going to respond after making just four starts last year. Um, you know, he, he does want the results to be there. And he said as much after, you know, pitching today, knowing, you know, I got to, I got to um, perform. Um, Cause you also want to start building momentum this time of year. You know, you want to take that into the regular season. Um, so there's a few mechanical adjustments. He says, you know, I'll probably go over the next few days, um, to help him work on that command. But he's not, um, you know, concerned with this physically. He said he feels great, which I think, you know, from the A standpoint, that's all they're concerned um, about because, you know, there have been questions about, um, you know, potential um, stability and um, just his ability to remain in the rotation and and give them innings this year. So um, for right now, I mean, two starts um, and two spring spring training starts nonetheless, um, probably not something that um, you know fans should be concerned with, at least not yet. Yeah, not panic time yet. Uh, let's try to get the mood a little brighter in this podcast after starting out with, with the injury news and some, some down news. But on Wednesday, a quiet day in general, but the big announcement, I guess, that Sonny Gray, shockingly, will be the starting pitcher on opening day. It'll be his third straight, which is a great accomplishment for, for any starting pitcher. Um, he went out and, and got his work done on Wednesday. Jane, you've been there as Sonny Gray has gone from the young kid coming up late in the season and getting to pitch in the postseason to becoming the ace of this staff. How far has he come, and and has he, at this point in his career, even become a leader in that clubhouse? Yeah, I think he's definitely starting to. I mean, he's still so young still. Um, I mean, he is 26, but I think just that baby face, um, you know, it, it, it is funny to look around the room and um, really kind of recognize him as someone who could be a leader in the clubhouse. But, I mean, obviously the work he's put in on the field, um, you know, warrant such a role. Um, and I think, you know, guys really respect um, Sonny and, you know, everything he does, not just because of the results, but of the way he goes about his business. Um, and, you know, I think – even going back to, you know, the time he was drafted, I believe he was drafted um, in the first round the year I started on the beat. And, you know, you hear about these first-round guys and there's so much expectations around them. And, and Sonny is one of those 
um, you know, rare few who live up to every expectation, it seems like. I mean, everything that's happened to him in his career, everything he's done, um, you know, three straight opening day starts, that's just kind of what you expected. And the fact that it's happening isn't really a surprise, but, you know, you kind of take it for granted. And, um, you know, watching him, it really is remarkable. I think he's definitely um, the special pitchers in the game and maybe not recognized as much as, some others just because of the location, um, you know, being on the West Coast, being on a team that struggled last year, yet he still played third in Cy Young voting. Um, but it really is. I mean, you hear from everyone who watches him. It's, it's always a treat to watch him pitch. And um, I know everyone around the team feels the same way. Um, and that's why, you know, I do think that you know, his presence does carry a lot of weight around there. Uh, one of the big stories uh, so far this spring, Jane, has been Franklin Barreto. I know you wrote about him this week. Um, just 20 years old, he's a guy that, that the A's got in the Josh Donaldson trade from the Blue Jays. And I think one maybe the more impressive things about this guy is he's little. He's five foot nine, but but he has some power in that bat, especially for, for a guy that plays his position. Just talk about what has stood out the most this spring about Barreto. Yeah, I mean, he's impressed since day one um you know he comes in you forget that the guy's just 20 years old um but the way he goes about his business carries himself it he acts like he's he's been here before but not in a way that you know it's not like he's starting around acting better than anyone he just has a confidence about him that you that you like to see in young guys and i think um you know especially just that confidence that poise is really um impressed upon um the, the big league staff and just have to remember, um, you know, he's he's a Spanish-speaking player that can't um, talk with a lot of his teammates, and so you throw that into the equation and and how he's responding and um, handling everything, and and really, it's been such a smooth transition for him into big league camp. And you hear about the power. Um, I know Bob Melvin was saying, you know, he watched. Um, you know, a lot of video of him coming into spring, but it's not until you're, you know, actually watching him take BP in games to where you're able to, you know, witness just that raw power. And, and it is surprising power coming from someone, you know, of his stature. But um, definitely, I mean, height, a ton of hype comes with him, and, and rightfully so, you know, you're seeing it now. Um, and it's exciting because he's one of um, several young infield prospects in the organization that they're excited about. They haven't had this type of group in, in a long time, going back to the days of Eric Chavez and Miguel Tejada and Ramon Hernandez. Um, and although Barreto is still a ways away, obviously, from, from being in the big leagues, just to see um, that raw talent that he does have um, at this age um, and knowing he can only, you know, further develop, um, you know, not just, um, you know, defensively, but, but as a hitter and, and maturing with the game. Um I know the A's do definitely like what they see so far. Staying with that infield theme, Jane, one more thing for you. Danny Valencia really became a great story late last year after he went to the A's, but a chance to be an everyday guy. Um, here's a guy that, that started in Minnesota. He played with the Red Sox, the Orioles, the Royals, the Blue Jays, and now the A's. He's really bounced around, he, but he's so it seems so comfortable in Oakland, like, like it all clicked when he went there last year. How much is the team depending upon him this year? Yeah, talking about him just clicking in Oakland, it seems to happen with a lot of these guys that have bounced around because you come to Oakland and you know that you're going to be given an opportunity um, if you de- if you deserve it. You know, the, the A's definitely reward 
guys who perform. And I think that's why you see, um, you know, a lot of guys, not just Valencia, but, um, you know, guys like Rich Hill um, coming to a team like this or going back to Brandon Moss. Um, obviously, has since been traded, but guys come here because they know they're going to get an opportunity um, and they're, they're assured of that. I know Valencia said, um, you know, as soon as he came in, Bob Melvin um, and upper management talked to him, you know, saying, hey, we're going to, we're going to give you an, an extended opportunity. And he was only supposed to be a platoon guy, um, play against lefties. And he just kept hitting, so they stuck him in there against righties. And he just kind of stayed, and he ended up being in there every day and carried over into the spring. And they, they fully expect him to be their everyday guy at third base, um, you know, not not in a platoon situation. And I think when, when you're a guy, um, and I was speaking at Josh Reddick about this too, when you're a guy going – the ballpark every day, knowing you're going to be in a lineup instead of, you know, wondering, um, you know, whether or not you are, that, that does a lot, um, especially for your confidence and in turn, um, you know, your performance, because you know that the team has confidence in you and in turn you have confidence in yourself. And I think for someone like Valencia, who has bounced around so much, I mean, six different organizations, um, and he's still, still just 31, I mean, not young in baseball terms, but definitely still young for the A's believe he's he's got a lot in him um I know he's excited to see what he could do with with the full season because he hasn't gotten um you know more than 500 at bat since his rookie year which is quite a quite a ways ago but the A's um you know seeing him as a potential big middle of the order guy um who can impact them um, not just you know offensively but but defensively as well this has been MLB.com extras the A's edition Jane thanks so much MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.